Welcome to the very fourth episode of the very second season of Brightcast. And in this episode, we chat why you have to change your marketing content. There's reasons. It's about the platforms you're on and how they've evolved, how the content needs to evolve with it to get those results. Let's get into it. Welcome to the very fourth episode of Brightcast Season 2. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. We're joined with Charlie, um, one of Bright's editors, because Drew's on paternity leave. He's had his little baby. So I'm now head of department. Yes. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) self-appointed. Drew, Drew, we're not replacing you here. Don't don't worry about it, buddy. (laughs) Just for a bit. And Charlie joined us in January, so we'll get a unique uh, insight onto how the first few months have gone. Yeah. So, Jess, what have you been on this week? A lot of ads. Um, so we've been adjusting clients' ads across Google and LinkedIn. Um, so introducing some new campaigns, putting some new ones live. Um, we've just signed a new client on. Um, so adjusting those, sorting the conversion tracking out for those. Um, but yeah, quite a data-led week yeah, uh, yeah. full of ads. Mm-hmm. Something you have to get your mind in the right headspace for. Um, to sort of focus and get deep into those data. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's quite fun when you're into it, but it, yeah. it, it takes a bit yeah. of gearing up, I think, to know that I'm diving into a day of data ads. You explain stuff. it to other people that aren't in marketing, and it's like, oh, yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's great. like, sounds, sounds, sounds great. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've been doing a lot of strategy work, really, in between shoots, because I'm filling in um, on the film side still. Why, why Drew's off and uh, everyone gets up to speed. But uh, a lot of strategy work. Yeah. Um, we've had one of our larger clients um, renew, but it's they need slightly different requirements for their marketing now. So we're just factoring in that and working working out how best to serve that. Yeah. Um, and then just, it, it's done really well. So we're just trying to push it on. Um, yeah. And look at, as well as look at what we've done well, just look at what we've not done. You know, is it worth going into other areas and things like that? Yeah, so. there's a client in particular that I'm thinking of in terms of ads. Um, and it's just around shifting to the to the thing that's working right for the client. Yeah, we're big on testing. So um, testing different areas, but given enough time for those experiments to run on and then look back at the data and see how it's performed, how we can improve it mm-hmm. and how to better serve the client's budget. Yeah. And yeah. I mentioned still filling in on some of the shoot stuff and... Charlie, you've been editing some of that stuff. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's been good. We've uh, a range of different stuff. Been working on some in-house things, some client stuff yeah. that you guys have obviously been out shooting. Um, yeah, just you know, getting up to speed with how we how we like to do things here, and and yeah, polishing up, polishing everything up, and hoping clients are loving it. I am. I imagine some of the biggest problems you've had is just. Everything I filmed is just so good and you want to use it all. <laughs> exactly. I mean, do they yeah. want an hour cut? Yeah. I yeah. think yes. Now, when you mentioned uh, head, of, head of department, you're, you're chief um, turd polisher now, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Rob's <laughs> yeah. holding up his little uh, little uh, colour correction card, I'm like, that's staying in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Been getting creative with some internal stuff though. Yeah, I've uh, been creating some new stuff for the website uh, yeah. for some internal marketing stuff, Exciting. and it's it's looking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> exciting times. And uh, you know that's why you came on, and we knew you could do the nuts and bolts stuff. Yeah, that we filmed for some of the uh, 
let's call them drier client <laughs> projects. Um, but then we knew you could drip loads of creativity throughout. Get really wet. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, it's a great way to move us on. <laughs> yes. Thanks for that. So today we're looking at how content has changed in marketing um, and mainly across different social platforms. Um, yeah. So how content has adjusted rapidly. I, well, I'd, I'd say it's actually how people need to adjust their yeah. content. It's more like the requirements for the content yeah. have adjusted um, throughout all platforms, but as a whole. And then this, you know, lots of individual cases as well, isn't there? Yeah. So... How would you say content has changed in in the broad sense yeah. over the past few years? There's been a bit of a, a a bit of a paradox, really, where things have needed to be snappier and sharper. Yeah. But then platforms have noticed people want longer form content. So TikTok started out really short form. They've yeah. branched out. Is it three minutes now? Ten minutes. You can ten put ten, ten minutes, minutes on, yeah. Um, and they're doing something new, which is they're trialing. Well, they're rolling it out, basically. It's going to happen. They're going to remove their watermark so you can actually repurpose it further as yeah. well, which is a unique thing. But, um, yeah, so those things have come, come across because you're, Charlie, you're definitely like a new wave of editor <laughs> where you can make yeah. things look super engaging, yeah. super fast. Yeah. How, how have you seen, first of all, that development, and then how, yeah. how is it changing? I'd probably describe, like, the traditional form of editing as sort of trying to hide in, like, plain sight. So yes. the viewer yeah. is seeing every decision you're making, obviously, because they're watching every cut, yeah. but not in an obvious way. They don't notice it's happening. You're kind of yeah. disguising it, like hiding, hiding. Um Whereas now it seems editing is becoming more like obvious and in your face and like you, you can really see the ef effects that have gone into things. Yeah. And I think it goes with like this younger generation needing like to be more engaged, like in a, in a piece of YouTube content, for example, if you're starting with an establishing shot as you would in a more traditional edit. Yeah they're probably already clicked off or they're, or they're not going to wait around long for yeah. that to build up. Like they jump straight in yeah, yeah, and it's someone in your face explaining what's going on, yeah. which obviously has its place, but doesn't work for all types of content. Anyway. I wonder if it's something to do with, and you, you might have your own theories on this, but if it's to do with the sort of rise of user generated content, because that's definitely something mm. which is increased yeah. and almost preserving the authenticity there because where you would normally do like an invisible cut or an invisible yep. vfx like people might view that as inauthentic and want to call you out on it in the comments but showing yeah. that edit or showing that vfx yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that might be like look it might might be saying i know i've done a cut here and you know i've done a cut here a lot of the time in like more uh online content that's that's aimed at a slightly younger audience for example you might see a cut to or left in yeah the person moving the camera or or right, yeah. Yeah. how the shot was set up to yeah. kind of add to that like this is not high production value this is still friendly like youtube yeah, or yeah. whatever yeah. where yeah. it's accessible for everyone kind yeah. of keeping that veil yeah like yeah. still there even though the production values of obviously online content has gone massively up yeah, since yeah. the yeah. it started out 
your point on uh, people wanting to be sort of captured in the first few seconds in the opening shot, sort yeah. of not being relevant anymore. That kind of goes into the generation nowadays expect things very quickly. Yeah. So waiting five days for a delivery yes. isn't a thing anymore because next day delivery yeah. is is expected. Yeah. It's that kind of thing where attention spans are getting longer and we spoke about it on a previous pod, but they're expected to be sort of entrapped very quickly. Yeah. So they want to know that the video is good within that first 10 seconds. And then, yeah, they'll devote their time for 10 minutes to watch it. But if they're not sort of, and TikTok was to blame really for yeah. this, the whole, you can scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. Yeah. And if something doesn't appeal to you, just scroll yeah. on. Whereas if you are sort of appeal to that content, people will sit and watch 10 yeah. minutes of it because they're, they're attracted I, I, to I that I think content. for marketing content like that, it's, the principles remained. It's always been to capture attention. Yeah. But now you have to do it really on an amped up, more visual way yeah. because of the constant scroll or the autoplay yeah. Yeah. On, on silent. It could, it could also even be where you said sort of the first 15 seconds can almost be like a trailer of the content that's going to come up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that more often where like even on like a vlog, they show like a really funny moment or, or a moment that they think is going to appeal to their audience. And then it goes back to the start of the day yeah. again because yeah. it's like, oh, this is going to come up. So yeah, I'll carry yeah. on watching, watching it to watch that yeah. thing rather than it just being every video starting like, hey, guys, welcome back to the channel. It's kind yeah. of like this crazy thing is going to happen. Oh, yeah. hey, guys, like that type of thing. And it's not going <laughs> to notice with uh, bigger projects. So you see it with movie trailers all the time, yes. especially I've not seen it on TV or in the cinemas, but on YouTube, especially they almost give you a 10 second mm. trailer yeah. like teaser first. Free and then trailer. Yeah, and then it, it rolls out. I've noticed online content has kind of gone through a bit of its own like wave, you could say. Yeah. Where the early days of online content, YouTube, etc., things like that, they were all short videos, five minutes, whatever. Yeah. Like that was the main thing. And to give up five minutes of your life to something online wasn't a difficult thing to do. Like yeah. you could just be, you know in between something and just watch that. Uh, whereas I've kind of seen that the content on like online platforms has seemed to get longer. Like yeah. an, av an average video on YouTube now would be 20 minutes or something if like that, yeah. if not longer. And then that's where I feel that the editing comes in where they have to, they feel like because you're committing more time to this video yeah. or whatever, yeah. they need to keep, the pace high and the editing flashy to keep yeah. your attention from yeah. switching to something else. And then obviously more recently with the like rise of TikTok and shorts and all that kind of thing, it's yeah. shortening again, but there is a craving for longer content definitely out yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, what one of the things that's changed and it's something, it's something businesses need to tap into more is the building of a community. Yeah. So a lot of the longer form content on the likes of YouTube, it's people you're subscribed to yes. and you're following. And, you know, you look forward to spending that half an hour You'd with them that You'd watch do week. anything, wouldn't you, really? Yeah. It's getting to know the people behind yes. that brand. Yeah. So yeah. it might be a 15-second video, yeah, yeah. but it might be asking someone what their favourite film is. Yeah. And it could be going around the office and asking everyone what their favourite yeah. film is. And it's it's a short, quick content that someone obviously wouldn't watch half an hour worth of in, that content. In addition to what, yeah. but it's in addition yeah. to what you're already putting out. Yeah. But something that needs to be kind of pointed out as well is it 
obviously depends on your audience. Yeah. So the quick, quick cut, flashy content <clears throat> that you're sort of talking about, Charlie, wouldn't appeal to some of our clients necessarily. Wouldn't no. appeal to some brands that are listening to this. Yeah. Because no. their target audience isn't that industry or isn't that type of generation. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely does need to appeal to sort of just because content's changing doesn't yeah. mean you necessarily need to change with it at the rate it's changing if that makes sense there's definitely needs to be a happy medium yeah you do need yeah. to change the content as content in the world is changing but you need to look at why it's changing how that appeals to your audience yeah. and where that can factor into your strategy i, I would say they can bring in some of the principles yeah. and experiment yeah, with it. like we're big on experimentation here but why couldn't a you know a linkedin company that is is, is in quite a dry mm. industry why couldn't they in their three minute informative vlog update, why couldn't they have a, a 10 second teaser thing before? Yeah, yeah, that definitely yeah, still just, works. That still works. Could, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not the same kind of thing as, as the people potentially watching that aren't programmed the same as Gen Z or whatever, where no, they no. need, they, they, they literally won't watch it probably without that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just wait around. Like yeah. people often put in these like TikToks or, or whatever. Watch till the end, watch till the end. Oh, yeah. you'll never guess what happens at the end. It's the because... classic caption at the yeah, top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But most of them also loop. Yeah. So you never know when the end is. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> You're exactly. stuck in a constant yeah, cycle. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that is something for people to be aware of as well. Yeah. Is, like, is that loop in this? Because yeah. if, you, if you make it loop, you know, on, on LinkedIn, I think, is it under 15 seconds it loops? So yeah. If you're under 15, it naturally loops anyway. Um, but then... All of the platforms. It's a good algorithm hack, I would say, yeah. for YouTube shorts uh, because, you know, people will watch twice, three times um, it's, and, then, it's, and then sort of realise. It's taken advantage of the quirks of a platform, isn't it? Yes. Where, like, yeah. you, you, yeah. you, you learn the way it works. So, obviously, YouTube shorts and LinkedIn and things like that on certain length videos will loop. Yeah. So, oh, how can we take advantage of that quirk oh yeah, yeah. why don't we have the end move into the start of the video again yeah, and then yeah. people kind of you do find yourself when that ha when i watch a video that does that i do find myself watching kind of half of the video again yeah, even though yeah. i've already seen yeah. it just yeah. because it, it never ended yeah the also th the, the thing is because it's short form content it, and we're talking about how content's changed is there's a rise of getting short form content out there and because it's short you sort of start immediately. Yeah. And so you might need to rewatch the first, True, yeah, you know, yeah. half of that 20 yeah. second video again anyway. Yeah. Um, to then, you know, put it all into context. So having having a nice loop yeah. is a good thing. And it gives you something creative to play yes. with as well. You can push it quite far, which is which I, is I think it does, as Jess was saying, it, it massively depends on what your target demographic is yeah. to the way you're going to do yeah. this kind of, the way you're going to advance as the world's changing very quickly. Um, yeah, for example, like you see it with online, I mean, uh, television advertisements and stuff like that. People like JD Sports who have a, a yeah. really younger demographic are, their adverts are pretty wild at the moment. Yeah. Whereas like a perfume brand or whatever, high-end perfume brand who are gonna be targeting a much older uh, yeah. like kind of demographic, 
still slow and still quite and, traditional isn't yeah, it yeah exactly they've not really changed and yeah the jd example is a good one their christmas ad was a good one that used all sorts of modern editing yes. techniques and transitions and, and things influencers like that. and things like that yeah as well as the influencers on there yeah. it'd be interesting to get you know obviously we're, we're all young and hip and stuff it'd be interesting to get an older person's uh point of view on that but it probably it, it's not for them so it just goes by yeah. them and so that's how you're tailoring your content to your persona and your yeah. audience there's definitely a need for different content on different platforms as well and we're all for repurposing content we're mm. all for making the yeah. most out of your content for every single platform but brands like mcdonald's yeah the content they put out on different platforms allows them to appeal for different demographics so mcdonald's will appeal to literally everyone that yes. eats fast food like anyone that wants a quick food quick burger or chips or whatever they're after it appeals to them yeah yeah so on linkedin they might go after more of the professional that hasn't got time to cook dinner wants a quick snack in between yeah. meetings that type of thing whereas on tiktok it'd be maybe student discounts or yeah. something a bit bit lower res the on tv ads that they've put out recently kind of appealed to no demographic mm. it, it was quite broad in terms of yeah. it did well it was a good campaign for them but wasn't niche down into anything it was just no. a good awareness piece and that, and that was quite i guess their marketing message in it and their new campaign was quite strong but that was quite traditional wasn't it really yeah, yeah. It, 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 it wasn't super fast cuts like it was it was cool and stuff and they brought in uh edgar wright to direct it and stuff yeah. but even that it didn't have his you know, sort of signature, yeah, touches, signature yeah, quick cuts and stuff. Well, I suppose he is kind of a traditional filmmaker who, even before the rise of all this online content, was doing stuff that you would probably see now, yeah, where yeah. with the over the top sound effects and yeah, things like that. So he's kind of, yeah, he is kind of fits in with that mold anyway, but obviously didn't use it so much on no that example, yeah. But uh, I think, as, as Jess says, with um. The McDonald's example is is kind of uh, having a diversity to your your strategy when you're kind of thinking of yeah. of creating some content. Yeah. Of like thinking if you've got a wide target audience, like you're gonna need some to go on yeah. LinkedIn, some to go on and, and and appeal to the different areas of your target demographic yeah so it's just thinking about that when you're going into it yeah creating how the content we, yeah how can we branch this and maybe even using the same content edited in a different way yeah, yeah. i was going to mention that. that that's a big point people i think often overlook so they see short form content they they, they they see places you can use long form and short form yeah and they think oh we'll just put a 30 second clip of the long form it's not as simple as that though is it no uh, you can do things like that and you can kind of spruce it up with some captions and things like that. But yeah. there is a place for that stuff. But I think the the real like uh, silver bullet is creating additional content, as like you were saying earlier, yeah. that goes alongside yeah. your longer form things. That yeah. adds something extra, gives the audience something extra. Yeah. And it might not take that long to create or whatever. Yeah. It's just yeah. planning it beforehand and yeah. things. I think you can plan it beforehand. And then if you're repurposing, I think it's just understanding that it's not as simple as just snipping 30 seconds. No. You need to, you know, jazz up that editing, don't you? You, yeah, need, to, yeah, yeah. you need to bring you some flourishes. You can make flourishes. your cuts a bit quicker and, and, and just, just, yeah, 
kind of dive into into what we know works on these sh- shorter shorter yeah. platforms without kind of selling your soul too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something else about when sort of shifting with change is not to copy something that's working good. Yes. Yeah. If you create content that everyone else is creating, you just blend in. Yeah. You also need to be thinking, so video content's changing to be quite quick cut, quite fast paced, quite engaging. How can we differentiate ourselves while following this trend? Yeah. How can we create unique content while also sort of adapting as mm. content is changing? It, it, it's asking what's our version of this, yeah. isn't it? We 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 or I like to use that phrase a lot is okay, but what's the bright version of this? Yeah. yeah. Which also helps people look at it from their target demographic as well. Yeah. So by looking at your version of it, it's looking at how it will appeal to your to your brand messaging, to the, the visual identity that you're putting out, the persona that you're targeting. Because if you start putting, if you're, say, a dry company that's quite mm. maybe, um, maybe an accountant. Yeah. If you're an accountant and you start putting really rough content out there yeah. that's not well shot or well edited, you haven't put a lot of money into it, mm-hmm. your content's a bit all over the place... Who's going to trust you with millions of pounds? Very true. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to put content out that's sort of representative of your brand. But you can still follow these trends. You can still yeah. follow the content changes. Yeah. It's just knowing when to sort of hop on them yeah. and when not to. And it's the danger, isn't it, that as co- the content changes and the world changes in that respect, that eventually that becomes the norm. Of yeah, content yeah. and it's no longer the new wave yeah. you've missed the wave like yeah. now it's just the I expe- ocean <laughs> i expect to see that with the rise of ai yeah as soon as ai makes something simple for everyone to do yes. and one thing or one style will start getting results and then everyone will do it but then that will stop working because something someone will go opposite so it, it, it's when you zig yeah. When yeah, others yeah. are zigging, you zag. It's that it's the rise in obviously ChatGPT. Mm. LinkedIn has become a field of ChatGPT written content. Yeah. yeah. And it's starting to not work anymore. People are write, writing, uh, quotes there, long form content to put on, on LinkedIn and it's yeah. not them writing it. And everyone's putting the same sort of version now. Yeah. So when someone's starting to write their own content again, it's performing better. I, I, uh, I've got a joke about it that I made up. It's not fully formed yet, okay. but I'll get I'll get I'll give it a go. <clears throat> it's uh, Chat GPT is actually changing the English language because now you can't spell LinkedIn without AI. <laughs> yeah, I do like it. I, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> with the when others are zigging, you zag kind of thing, and and you know everyone doing the same style, something else will stand out. Do you think there'll be a rise of something like? Have you ever seen the trailer for The Shining, just the elevator lifts? So it's so intriguing because it's a static shot of lifts and the, and the lifts open and all the blood starts coming through and it's just washing over and stuff. Like, that's quite an intriguing open to yeah. a film. It's one shot. It's a slow thing. You could see something similar with slow push-ins and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and then things start revealing and stuff like yeah. that. It's it's a picture speaks a thousand words, isn't it? Like, you've yeah. got so many questions of, well, like, what what's what's happened there like what's the context of this and then suddenly you know it plays to the natural human instincts of yeah i want to know i want to know what's what's going on 
Yeah, I think it'd be good to experiment with some of that stuff. Yeah. It has to be the right platform. I don't think you could start off something on, uh, you know, YouTube Shorts or Insta Reels, for yeah. example, like that. But maybe you could, you know, yeah, I yeah. Mean, we don't know until we start experimenting. Then the other thing I would say with long form content is companies should try and build more of a community. Take yeah. take the influencer route and they, they have a good community and they build. And they do it by giving value. Influencers, it's mostly entertainment. Yeah. Um, with B2B stuff or B2C, it could be, you know, more traditional value given that a company can give. But it's hard to build that community with long form content. We've seen it with this podcast. Yeah. Podcast does okay, but when we've started doing the cut downs and the reels yeah. and putting them everywhere, platform appropriate, yeah. it actually helps your long form content. But it, I think it also takes time for to create that kind of yeah. relationship with your audience. Like you can't yeah. create two pieces of content except or whatever in a short period of time and expect the audience to be engaged and like we said, watch watch you do whatever like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it takes time to kind of build that relationship, but it's worth doing because once you've got it, yeah, it's a massive advantage. Like them trusting you and, and things like that. We see it all the time with influencers and yeah. things like that. And I think that's why influencer marketing is such a big business. I heard someone talk about it and said that if you see an advert for something, you're probably, I think it was about 10% more likely to buy it. But if a friend recommends you that yeah. same product, you're 80% more likely to look at, look, at least look at the product and potentially yeah. buy yeah. it. And influencers feel like your friends yeah. because you've spent so much time with them yeah, yeah. and things like that. And it's why it's so effective as a, as a, when it when it comes across as authentic anyway yeah definitely yeah yeah but building the community on the right platform and with the right people is important yeah. so making sure that the content you're putting out to build the community is relevant to your business yeah so looking at the mm. accountant if you were building um a community on youtube mm. and you were talking about walking people through like tax returns or um other various <laughs> money related things for, yeah. for businesses because yeah. uh, yeah. that's obviously what accountants do um whereas if you were just putting random content out about how to earn more money yeah you're probably really not building sense. the yeah. right community for your business yeah. and seeing numbers so say if you've got 10,000 followers but only a thousand of them are the right people that are yeah. going to buy from you i was going to say with that accountancy example that's probably not niche down enough it, need, yeah. it needs to be mm. you're talking of uh i don't know it could be accountancy only for law firms yeah like i've seen that or accountancy only for companies under 20 employees or something like that yeah just something where you can niche yeah. down the community it's about nailing your niche isn't it and then and then then expanded once you've got that niche yeah like on well, you've nailed it basically and, and you're smashing it in that in that department then you can expand and, yeah. and you've already got that platform there yeah in that in that smaller niche yeah because if you're putting out your message consistently yes. which you which you mentioned earlier consistency and to the right audience yeah. then that's how your community is going to start building with the content you yeah. you've got in there something that i think has changed a lot is i'd say even like a year ago people had this assumption that different platforms had very rigorous content types so LinkedIn, for example, was known as this business platform that only had informative content on it. 
and there's been a real shift in everything i think yeah um so with with the changing in content there's also been a change in platforms so we've seen a rise in all types of content on linkedin and performing well yeah not necessarily saying you should put all types of content on linkedin <laughs> i think there still needs to be that business edge We've seen it recently with Twitter removing their character count. Yeah. Uh, well, not removing it, but cr having a crazy long number. By removing that, they've sort of shifted their platform into long form content. So you were going to write earlier, Charlie, mm. where it's like someone basically writing an essay rather yeah. than having threads. Yeah. They've, they've removed the essence of and turned it more into Facebook and, and yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. It'll be the rise in, in the popularity of threads, I guarantee it. Yeah. It'll yeah. be interesting to see who has like a novel use for that. But well, this is the thing, and, isn't and, it? And how, how people work with it, I guess. We we were saying, weren't we? Like it's it's working out the quirks of your platform yeah. and then taking advantage of that. Yeah. And yeah. there's inevitably going to be some way to take advantage yeah. of this new layout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can, what, yeah, what I would use. say is if it's new they're going to push it. Yeah. So yeah. As, yeah, yeah, as a general rule, if a platform brings out a new feature, it's good to think about what's our version yeah. of using this yeah, yeah. and get that out there because they're going to push it. So for an awareness piece, it's great. So we've spoke a lot about how content's changed, how platforms have changed and forced change into content and how they've adapted to the change in content. But what would you recommend to SMEs that are creating content for their for their platforms, for their audience um, to sort of adapt to this change? Like, how would you recommend that they'd adapt to the change? Big on experimentation. Yeah. How would that filter into their video content, would you say, Charlie? I, I What I would personally say would be really take a look at what your target demographic is. Because life, as we've said, countless times in this podcast there's no point creating a tiktok dance or whatever yeah. if you're trying to do finance or whatever for example yeah. yeah um so yeah really delve deep into what actually is your target demographic and then look at what appeals to them and what yeah. what engages them yeah. in video content for example mine would be be big on experimentation and and i know Charlie's point was there's no point in creating content if it doesn't appeal to your demographic. I think you could maybe create 5% of content that's maybe. not 100% aligned or you want to try a new trend or something yeah. that's adapted or maybe even 10%. Yeah. Always create content that maybe even scares you a little bit. And even if it's just 5% or 10% of your content, it's not all of it. It's not a huge percentage. Test that against what you're already doing. And if it's outperforming it, like double down on it, yeah, like create yeah, more yeah. content that, yeah. like that. And then do it again, test something else, test a different targeting technique, test a different type of content or a different yeah. length of content or a different editing style. But, but always experiment against it. Don't just completely switch your strategy. Yeah. Always have a baseline, always have something that's working for your brand and always have something that's getting the ROI that you expect. Yeah. But then experiment, yeah. always be changing things. We can all pretend to be experts, I suppose. And uh, but no one really knows what yeah. works on these online platforms. There's obviously things that seem to work, yeah. but no one's got the the formula for exactly how to make yeah. something viral or just reach a wider audience, yeah. for example. Ma ma marketing in general, your, your thing really is is 
have a best guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, give it give it the best chance of success. Um, but then experiment and yeah. iterate yeah, yeah. on it. The, it's it's that thing of like people posting, oh, this is how to hack the Instagram yeah, algorithm. Nobody knows. No the knows. people at Instagram probably don't even know how to. Before, it? They'll have certain things that sort of boost your content. So it might be a new feature. It yeah. might be when Instagram introduced the save feature that helped boost content. Mm. But it's always going to be something you have to experiment on, something you have to sort of look around, do research into, experiment, and then, yeah, experiment on what you're I doing, think, double down on what's working. And and also, like, you've got... I just enjoy it as well because yeah. we live in a time where online content, video, etc., is basically the Wild West, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We never know what the next thing to work will be until someone does it. So yeah. just sticking to what's been done before or what you already do is you're never going to be the first person to find that next thing no, or no. one of the first people to find that next thing that because none of these trends were trends until someone tried it. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't their thing to do before they tried it. So yeah. it's yeah take take advantage of the exciting opportunity that a, a very fast-changing world presents to yeah. small businesses and things yeah. like that. Yeah, experiment. I would say experiment, but also give it chance of working. Yeah. You know, do that consistency. Yeah. You know, we, we put out quite a few podcasts before it really gained any traction. Before, we were just shouting into the void, really, before we heard <laughs> back from people. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I listened, that was great, and yeah. stuff like that. Or people just, even just in passing reference in it yeah but that was because we gave it quite a few weeks and you know yeah. a, a good run so i would say experiment but give it a good chance to You're success right. and treat it like an experiment yeah yeah what write down what you hope to see yeah and then how you're going to track it as well to put a number on that i'd give it a minimum of a month mm. but the ideal time is around three months yeah give it time to sort of the, the platform to learn what you're doing, give time for your audience to give feedback, give time for you to actually look at data. If you do a week's worth of this this experiment and then stop, you're not really learning anything no. because you could post on different days, different times, different audiences, different platforms. You need to give it a good mm. shot, like you say, Rob. You, you're never going to hit a home run on your first swing, are you? So it's, no. it's yeah, it's experimenting and... And keep keep at it because I think potentially you you might want to see results straight away or or yeah. something like that or you get into that mindset of like yeah. oh it's not working like yeah but you never know which piece of content is going to be the one yeah you just tweet something you were so close to it yeah tweets yeah. at something tiny yeah and that was it, it or, or it's even just the time like the timing what's in the news at the time what's what are people interested in at the time yeah that kind of thing can just yeah like rocket your your piece of content or whatever yeah, so, yeah it's all so look, look at what's trending yeah. give it some experimentation yeah. as well and then i would add that even if you feel like you're too late you're probably not no but ask what's what's our version of this how yeah. can we differentiate how can we do it different yeah. or take it up a notch that's how it stays authentic, isn't it? Yeah. You don't you don't want your audience to suddenly think, oh, that was a strange left turn. Why are they suddenly, yeah. a minute ago, they were doing that kind of stuff and now they've completely changed because, and then it feels like you're just following trends, which yeah, is yeah. a quick way to put your demographic off yeah. your, your content. Whereas, yeah. like you say, if you're adapting something that is doing well for other people, 
but into your niche, yeah, then you're achieving both things. You're attacking that trend or whatever and riding yeah. the wave, but also not seeming disingenuous to your no, audience. No, giving something different and unique yeah. to the world, yeah. Perfect. It was a good pod, guys. It's nice to have you on, Charlie. Yes. Yeah. You'll never insights. see me again now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, you gave some great insights. It was great to be here, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. One of us really enjoyed you being here. And it was only me. <laughs> <laughs>